0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, researchers at Baylor College of Medicine, Stanford School of Medicine and other collaborating institutions have identified a molecule in the blood that is produced during exercise and can reduce food intake and obesity in mice. In an attempt to understand how exercise works at the molecular level to be able to capture some of its benefits, they said. Author Dr. Yong Zhu said of the report in Nature, Regular exercise has been proven to help weight loss, regulate appetite and improve the metabolic rate, especially for people who are overweight and obese. If we can understand the mechanisms by which exercise triggers these benefits, then we are closer to helping many people improve their health. Co-corresponding author, Jonathan Long, MD, said that it may benefit older or frail people who cannot exercise enough, and who may one day benefit from taking a medication that can help slow down osteoporosis, heart disease, or other conditions. When running mice on a treadmill, the most significantly induced molecule was a modified amino acid called LACFAE. It is synthesized from lactate, a byproduct of strenuous exercise, and phenylalanine, an amino acid that is one of the building blocks of proteins. In mice with diet-induced obesity, a high dose of LACFA suppressed food intake by about 50% compared to control mice over a period of 12 hours without affecting their movement or energy expenditure. When administered to mice for 10 days, LACFA reduced cumulative food intake and body weight, in particular loss of body fat, and improved glucose tolerance. The team also found robust elevations in plasma LACFA levels following physical activity in racehorses and humans. The greatest increase in humans was induced by sprint exercise, followed by resistance training and then endurance training. They said this suggests that LACFA is an ancient and conservative system that regulates feeding and is associated with physical activity in many animal species. Zoo went on to say that our next steps include finding more details about how LACFA mediates its effects in the body, including the brain, and that our goal is to learn to modulate this exercise pathway for therapeutic interventions. As always, the links are in the show notes. My opinion on this is that I think indicating that we could take a pill instead of exercise is quite ridiculous and potentially dangerous. I think it shows a lack of understanding of the complexity of the human body, of the complexity of the benefits of exercise and the wide range of benefits that we get from exercise on a whole raft of different areas of our bodies and suggesting that we can simplify that down to one pill or one amino acid I think is, as I said, a bit ridiculous. And and I know that the authors would defend that by saying, well, you know, this is just one study. We're just looking at one part of the picture. We're not suggesting that people replace their exercise with this pill. We're only suggesting this pill be used for people in certain conditions. And I get all that. Like I get that there would be some potential uses for a product like this, but suggesting that it's helping people improve their health might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, once again, for some people in a very small percentage of scenarios, that may be true. But for the wider population, I think there's a real risk that it could be used dangerously and it could lead to diminished healthy behaviours, you know, the idea that, well, I don't have to exercise, I could just take a pill instead. And we know that, you know, indirectly, these things can be marketed in that way once they get to market. Definitely, you know, if not directly by the companies that are selling them or they can be promoted that way uh, by people in the public or on social media or even worse in amongst high risk groups, particularly groups who have, you know, weight management issues, that they may see this as a way to control their weight, as a way to control their body composition. So as I said, I think it has a real potential to be used dangerously. I think it has a real potential to diminish healthy behaviors. And so I think we need to be really careful about how we talk about this, how we promote these kind of medications, how we talk about them in the media, how we talk about them in the research. And once again, yeah, we need to be really careful about suggesting that they're improving people's health for the vast majority of Of the population. Yeah, the one other interesting thing I think that comes out of it was perhaps a little bit of a conversation around uh, exercise, in that, you know, the suggestion here was that this particular chemical, and once again, this is only one small part of a much bigger picture, so it's by no means definitive, but it did show that this particular weight loss associated chemical was more greatly stimulated by sprint training over resistance training, and then resistance training over endurance training. And, and I think this is what we're starting to see in the research around weight loss is that the traditional idea that the best way to lose weight was to do lots of long endurance uh, exercise is now being replaced by the idea that actually you might be better off lifting heavy stuff and you may even be better off sprinting, which I know has you know, long been promoted by the likes of Mark Sisson in the paleo community or the primal community, that sprint training is actually one of the most effective ways to lose weight. So that bit I thought was interesting, once again, by no means definitive, but just an interesting little side effect to take out of a study that is pointed in quite a different direction. But yeah, my final statement on this is that really there is no substitute for movement. Yeah, you know, Movement is an essential nutrient for your body it has wide ranging effects on your body it has wide ranging effects on your nervous system it has wide ranging effects on your brain on your metabolism on your immune system on you know vast different array of things in your body and suggesting that we could replace that with a pill is as i said quite frankly ridiculous and having said that you know there may be a place for these products as i said in people in very particular situations where they aren't able to exercise, that it could be used therapeutically, but I think we need to be very careful about how it's promoted and talked about publicly. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thisweekinwellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com.